0: This is Dr. Bacon. You're listening to another episode here on The Mindful Experiment. As each Friday, we come out releasing an interview of someone that we had the honor and pleasure to share space with, who's sharing their wisdom, their knowledge that relates to life, to consciousness, to the mind, and to be able to help you elevate and become more aware of the true essence of who you are. This week, I had the pleasure of interviewing the millionaire mind coach, Scott Sunderland. And we had an awesome conversation. I mean, we went deep into a lot of different elements of life. We dove into topics of his story, what he went through. We talk about the law of attraction. We get into elements of how to visualize, to heal, letting go of emotions, finding your purpose. We went into a lot of different elements that's really going to help you really find not only motivation, but inspiration in your life to level up, to achieve more of what it is that you choose that you want to have to experience. Um, to dive in really quick, Scott in 2001 found himself lying in a hospital bed, unable to move any part of his body. In just three days, he had gone from a very capable, athletic man to being completely paralyzed with a mind full of fear. However, Scott believed he was greater than just his body. And he used that power throughout the next year to teach himself how to literally walk out of that room and into a new life. However, in July 27, 2012, Scott's world came crashing down once again while walking on a beach with his best friend and three children. The sand collapsed under their feet, throwing them into a current, fighting for their lives. Scott made it to shore only to watch his best friend, Brad, take his last breath before the wave crashed over him and he was gone. This experience left Scott completely broken and searching for the next five years. He yearned for Brad's forgiveness, only to realize that it was his own that he was searching for. Scott made a promise to live an inspired life for both Brad and himself. Scott left a life that wasn't serving him and stopped into the power that, stepped into the power that he realized he was always was. Today, Scott has kept his promise and tells his stories as triumphs, teaching others that all their limitations, failures, sicknesses, losses, and addictions are just there to show them the door to their own greatness. Scott strives to inspire, motivate, and empower people to help them realize that their Victor just waiting to be uncovered. This is a great interview. We had a couple technical difficulties, so you're going to catch me in the beginning when I bring him in. It's not the normal welcome to the show kind of thing. You're going to hear me dive right into his story a little bit. We're going to get into the, the recording. We had a little bit of an issue with storage, so you're going to hear that. It's like kind of weird in the beginning, like a, not like our normal interviews, so just a heads up on that when you hear that, but you'll hear he'll be catching him right in the middle of his story, and then we're going to go ahead and you'll have the rest of that podcast. So without any further ado, excited to share with you guys, Scott Sunderland
1: got angry towards that, that outcome, you know, like this has led me down this road, this law, you know, this law of attraction, all of this has led me down this road. And I realized it was just trying to wake me up and I'll never forget probably about a month or two in, um, I woke up one night, it was like one o'clock in the morning and I'm laying in my bed and I swear to you that like, it was like, it was like somebody stood in right above me and said, what if your eyes are not looking out into a world you exist in? What if you're only looking back into your mind? And that was it. And it was like, for the next, literally 20 years, I've been asking myself that question. And it's like, now, with science, and now with quantum physics, and now with what we are learning. Um, is it all real? And that's really kind of where I went to. Is this really real? So I started the play. I I had a very small stage, so to speak. I had a bed in my room, a very small room, a window, a TV, a clock, and kind of a nightstand. And that was pretty much it. So I could kind of go to the place of, all right, so is this really real? Is this all there is? And, you know, I know months ago, I was at that store. But does that store exist right now? Because it's not in my reality. I can't see it. I can't smell it. I can't hear it. I can't feel it. So is it there? So then I just started to play with, okay, so it's this room. So let me start playing. Let me start going further. So there was this picture hanging on my wall. And it was a collage of pictures of reminding me who I once was, you know, the skier, the the dancer, the happy father, and, you know, just the the accomplished guy. And there was one picture of me standing on, uh, on the top of a, of a mountain, Alta in Utah, uh, skiing. And I would just stare at that picture. And then my eyes would roll up into my head. And then I would recreate that picture in my mind. And then I, I would do that for five seconds at a time. And then I would... My eyes would open, I would see the picture, I would close them, and I would see that in my mind. And I got so good at that, creating that scene, creating that moment of being back there on that mountain. And I didn't do it to get back to the mountain, I did it for something to do. You know, when your mind's going and your body isn't, it's really a difficult thing when when your body isn't doing what you want it to do, it's totally disconnected from you. And it was hard. It, I mean, you talk about depression. It's really a difficult thing to live with that because your mind, my mind's totally there, totally normal. I was Scott, you know? And I was just like, I was just trying to figure this out. Like, why are these things coming back again? And then you know, my, the next, I guess, sledgehammer. And that's when I knew, uh, you know, I was involved in a tragedy and that's when I knew I got to do better. I have to uncover this thing that's trying to destroy me or maybe it's trying to save me. And that really became the question and really the direction of, of my life at the time. And, it, and I uncovered it and I, it really was such an eye opener um and a, and a reality game changer for me uh to realize what we are this voice that we have and we're not this you know character jim carrey says it so best when when he says we're just a character in a play we we i thought i was scott i thought i was all of this stuff all this unworthiness on un, not being heard trying to please everybody trying to be seen all the that's what i thought i was just a fabrication that we think is real it, it, it we write we write a book and and we are writing the page the day before we read it so it really is a you know it's it, it's it's definitely a journey an awakening That's the best i mean that's the best way i can put it i guess.
0: <laughs> I always say life always wants to awaken you to your greatest potential. It's like things always work for you, never against you. And it's one of those if things. If you let them. <laughs> if exactly. You let it. Exactly. And I think it's one of those things that you're sharing, you know, perspective, right? Seeing things like to, sometimes we think, wow, this oh, is so all real. This is just, this is like, this is all there is. And, um, but in reality, there's so much more behind that that it goes much deeper and you're kind of sharing that through your story. Um, how, how much, you know, when you look at like, you know, the law of attraction and, and, and just using, or the law of, you know, I call it the law of vibration, but it's, it's that the, the using visualization, I'm a big fan of it. I've done a lot of research in the past and it's just, um, I think we, we are just barely starting to understand, um, how that works in a certain degree how consciousness actually plays a huge mm-hmm. role on matter. Mm-hmm. Um, but in your journey, though, when it, when it comes to that, where was it, you know, when, you know, you're talking about shifting perspective and seeing things from here's who Scott is. And this is what I just thought it was. And then I um, no, I'm, the, I'm writing a book of me. I'm just a character. Uh, mm-hmm. And I love that because I, I love when I went through that realization years ago where I'm like, I'm just Vic Manziel Jr. That's who I chose to be right now. That's the character mm-hmm. I'm playing out. Mm-hmm. That's not really who I am, uh, mm-hmm. but that's who I'm going to play. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to learn from this, but at the same token, how do I bring that essence, that, that, that thing that's behind, like the observer of the observer and how mm-hmm. do I bring that person out or that thing out into this experience so that way I get the most that I can from this? Mm.
1: Well, you said something there, that, you know, it, 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 it's like the, you know, the brother from another mother type of thing when you say vibration, because really isn't that what it is. It's just tuning into this vibration of, you know, like Scott Sunderland. I am this vibration of Scott Sunderland. I am this story, you know, and when again, it's, it's not, it's just the book that I picked up to read, I'm just reading a book of Scott Sunderland, but in the process, I become the character of Scott Sunderland. I've been a lot of characters. You've been a lot of characters. And it, I mean, that's really stepping into how simple it all really is. Because, you know, ever since my kids have been, you know, little, little, little kids, when I would read to them at night, I would always ask them, how do you know your color blue is my color blue? I can't see through your eyes. So how do we know that? We don't. We just take it for granted. You say, oh, well, that's blue. But couldn't we say then, when you say that's blue, our minds work in fractions of a second. So suddenly, couldn't I see the color that I call blue, blue on that car? And how do you, if we don't know what a color is, then how do we know If the car you see is actually a car, (laughs) you know what I mean? So suddenly it becomes, is anything real? Is, do we see anything the same? And when you start going down that road and you start putting it all together, or I guess maybe dissecting it, are we literally seeing the same thing? And how impossible is it to actually be seeing the same thing? Because, you know, the more the science shows up, because why does the science show up? Because we're ready for it. Vic was ready for it. Scott was ready for it. I'm ready for that science to show up because my vibration has moved to that place to where I want to know. But it's that fine line. How How far do I go into this 5D world while still living in a 3D world? You know, it's like this toggle back and forth between... I want to be energy, I want to be this vibration. I want to know then when I open my eyes, maybe I'm not looking out into this world that I think I that is hard, that I think is solid, that I think is real, that I think that my partner is looking at, that my daughter is looking at, like we're seeing the same thing. What if that's different? What if we're all just energy? and we're just borrowing each other's energy to create a world that's strictly our own. Now, when you start going down that path, suddenly the person that's in depression, the person that's suffering from cancer, maybe those illnesses are there to help you wake up. It did for me. That that worked for me. That made me look harder. It made me question, question, right? That's where That's where it really starts to unfold, I think, for a lot of people, because they finally get to the point, there's got to be more than this. And it used to be called, you know, the midlife crisis or whatever. And it's like, really, is this all there is? I've worked my whole life to get here. And it's empty. And there has to be more than this. That is the moment. That's the moment of greatness. I, I really do believe that's the moment of greatness because that's when you start going down this road and really try to find out who you really are. Who am I really? That's the. I think that's the biggest question that we all ask ourselves but are afraid to actually ask it because we're afraid of the answer. So again, it's just... It's making it simple and just putting it together as this simple equation of maybe everything I'm experiencing isn't real for anybody else and only me. And it's my perspective of what all these particles, when you put them together, the colors, the image, it all shows up for me, for me, because my perspective That is the thing that shapes it. So if I live in a lack perspective, if I live or, um, you know, I heard my father say, you know, when I was one to seven years old, you know, the most influential time of our lives, you know, money doesn't grow on trees. We never have enough. I work so hard and this is all they pay me. Well, suddenly, doesn't that become your voice? And that's what we're finding out by uncovering people's stories, by talking to to them. Um, You know, I have been given a life sentence of, you know, a year to live with cancer. I have been diagnosed uh, diagnosed with, you know, depressive or, you know, I have high anxiety. All the top of the funnel. That's how it gets put into the funnel. But at the end, at the bottom of the funnel, it comes out one thing, unworthiness. Almost every single person, it's the the feeling of unworthiness. And here we are, these walking machines, these, I mean, you just get up and move and walk across the, the kitchen and, and you pour yourself a cup of coffee and you put the sugar in it and you put the cream in it and you put the cream back in the refrigerator. That literally was a dream for me. I would have given anything that I had at the time to be able to do that simple task. It is not simple. So, who is doing that? What is that? And if we can reach that voice, if we can go call to it, if we can find out, like you said, you know, it's this observer that's been watching us, kind of learning to walk, you know, that little kid that one two-year-old learning to walk. And I just think we, we learned wrong. It's not that we learned wrong. It's we learned the way that we were taught to learn. But maybe there's more. And maybe that's where we are in this, in, in our time. But is it, is it Scott's time? <laughs> I mean, because, again, if I'm the only observer of my story and we all have that we all have that perspective of our life you know and and our story of what we've been through and why i am this way when you finally get tired of that when you finally get tired and of being you know suffering from anxiety tired of being overweight tired of whatever the situation is you either give up or you push against it. And it is the ones that do that, that push against it to say, I want to know why that's where the freedom begins. That's really where the liberation begins and the understanding of, Oh my God, I am not who I thought I
0: was. I think it's too, I, I love this. I, can, I have so many things I could dive down with you on this, like divine timing, or I always call it divine timing. Cause it's that, With the law of frequency and vibration you have to raise or get to a certain level to uh to have that experience or else it's not going to be there and you know for me i know i was always like i'm just going to do this and this is going to happen and that's how it's going to be and uh as many times as i hit obstacles and didn't get there then i learned hold up but that's too that's too much force not enough Mm -hmm. of my own power and Mm -hmm. then i was like i'm just going to focus on what i want to do what i want to create get rid of the time and just focus on that. And then when I mm-hmm. do that, let's see what happens. And, and if I'm creating, I'm just putting my energy there instead of putting my energy in, oh, I'm going to do this, but it's going to happen at this time. Mm-hmm. And uh, massive transformations with that kind of thinking. Um, And and I love you how you brought up the whole, you know, one to seven, right? The most influential time. That's where the inner critic comes in. That's where the mm-hmm. mind comes in and it sets the path for us. But what I found interesting Is that like, I look at life as a game and it's the best way I can explain it. Maybe because I grew up playing video games. Um, Who knows, but it, it makes the most sense to me because when we talk about universal laws, I say every game has a law or has rules. And every rule mm-hmm. is designed for you just to enjoy the game, right? There's certain mm-hmm. rules are yeah. there just to make sure that we can enjoy it. Because if there's no rules, well, then you can't, everyone, if you take like soccer rules and put it into basketball, it's not going to work. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so there's rules to everything. And you look at that from different levels, right? On earth or as being humans, there's certain rules that we we have to a certain degree, but we're also creators, right? We get to create What we want and the laws of the universe help support us to give us the get the rules to life, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Um, But I love how you brought it up where you can make that change and that shift and and being that uh, I think the essence is, is that life will teach us, you know, especially if it's in our cards. And I say this uh, in in a way where uh, before I was like, well, I want to be this person and I want to have make this much and enjoy this life and have all these Mm -hmm. different things. And I learned over time that there's something, and if you've ever heard of this called the spiritual blueprint, mm-hmm. right? Have you heard of that before? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And yeah. someone once said, if it's not in your spiritual blueprint, you're not experiencing that. And I was like, hold up, wait a minute. But I'm Vic Mantle Jr. That's what I want to yeah. create, right? Yeah. 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 But we're getting yeah. Back to the whole observer, the observer, right? Yeah. You chose yep. this life to have an experience. Yeah. Life's going to guide you to make sure you have that experience. That's why When I wrote my book, Rediscover Your Greatness, I talk about how the beauty of things of life is that as much as it's not fun, the universe is always working for you regardless of what shows up because it's going to give you the experiences that you need. And the moment you stop the resistance to that and get more, I don't like to say surrender, but it is like surrendering to the process um, Mm. in a good way, not a bad way. And it's letting it just say, hey, I'm going to go with flow. I'm going to let this just flow. Um, it, it's amazing because then the emotions and the feelings and everything rises up. Because I truly believe, and this is just something I, this is a belief system I have. Um, I do have some science to maybe back it up a little bit with quantum physics, but maybe uh, that's a big maybe. But long story short mm-hmm. is that when you're living your your truth, your spiritual purpose, what you're here for, um, your your emotional well-being and everything in your life is at a very high frequency mm-hmm. compared to when you're not. Then mm-hmm. that's a lower vibrational frequency. Then it's going to allow X, Y, Z to show up. And whatever that's going to be mm-hmm. for you is what you went through with Gillian Uh For someone mm-hmm. else, it could be like for me. It was my biggest thing was it wasn't a health thing. It was more financial, where I had to go bankrupt and I fought that mm-hmm. and I didn't want to. And I had all this inner thinking in my head, inner critics firing off the charts, right? And then I look back a couple years later and I'm like, you dumb, dumb. I'm like, look at there. You created that. <laughs> you know, you created that. Yeah. It wasn't because you came from here or your dad had this or had that, or your mm-hmm. family was like this. No, look at what you were programmed. Learn, And, and I was just, I just did some deep work and it was like, Hey, just work on that. And you won't go back there again, but just make sure you mm-hmm. work on that system that you had a belief. system, like you said, right. Money doesn't grow on trees. I heard that a gazillion times. Look, mm-hmm. I have to work all the time. We got to, you know, money, um, oh, money likes money, or um, I forgot what all these are, but it's one of those things where um, those belief systems, right? How powerful is belief systems when it comes to creating a reality? It's everything.
1: It's, I mean, it's everything. And isn't it funny, you know, that you went through all this money issue when you heard that as, a, as that little, you know, that little boy, money doesn't grow on trees, right? And of course, you know the bankruptcy comes of course that stuff comes why because isn't that the fear isn't that the fear that that's what's coming down the road i got to do this but oh i always have this voice in the back of my of my mind of my father saying you know and you know it was crazy my dad he was oh god i loved him so much he he was the one that would say well listen i'm going to tell you if you want to make money you got to work for yourself and that's really the one thing i heard from him You know, and I just took that and I said, okay, well, this is what I need to do. I need to, you know, and I remember my mom would say, you will always get what you need. And I always had what I need. As far as money, I would always have what I need. And it was like, I took those words. I did it when, you know, that doctor came in on a Sunday, you know, a late, early Sunday morning at one o'clock in the morning and said, you have Guillain-Barre and you'll walk out of here. I didn't, but I walked. And it was those. I was always so proud of myself to be able to take those directions and to use those words, those just those simple words. So you use those simple words of what your dad, because isn't it funny Vic? it's, it's this, what your dad would say was energy. You Money doesn't grow on trees. That became a fear-based energy that resonated through your head. So as we know, what we think shows up, what we think shows up. So we always go down in life, the events in our life, bankruptcy created the feeling of, you know, and go down that road, not, you know, uh, failure, all those things, right? But maybe, just maybe, it's the fear of the failure that created the bankruptcy. We always think it's the event that creates the feeling, but maybe it's the feeling that creates the event. So it's the fear of cancer that causes cancer. It's the fear of being, you know, a a failure in business that creates the failure in business. It is the fear of not being successful that creates not being successful. So are we just living? Is it that simple? (laughs) <laughs> is it that simple? And, I, and I'll be honest with you, I am such a simple person. I am really, really a simple person. And I literally try. It's difficult, obviously, because I have a. I live a 3D body. I live in a 3D world, or at least I believe I do. But I really try to think, what if my eyes are just, when I open my eyes, what if I'm just looking at a movie screen in my head? and i because it's in me i create it all um i don't know but i'm sure you know of the one experiment that absolutely blew my head open and changed my life the double slit experiment had you have heard and about that correct
0: oh massively oh yeah it
1: completely changed i mean I, i i show that to people and it It may take three or four or 10 times in viewing that to totally blow this whole 3D reality is real out the window. And there are some people who will say, well, that's just not true. I mean, this is hard. You can't tell me that this table that I am sitting at is not hard. And I'll say, no, you're just really, really good at creating the experience. You are that good. You are that powerful. So the question is, are you sitting at the table that you want to be at? Or are you stuck at a table that you don't want to be at? But if I can get you to believe that you have the choice to be at any table you want to be at, well, then let's go. Let's, cre- let's create that table. One year from now, you are going to be sitting at that table. It's 6 o'clock in, in the morning. You're sitting at that table. What does it look like? What does the view from it look like? Who are you sitting at the table with? Let's go down that road because we have pretty much all our whole lives have worried, have been in fear of what is coming to us. And of course, we know now there is no shadow of a doubt that all those thoughts are energy and like a rope are pulling those experiences right to our feet and we are living them in a day-to-day, moment-to-moment basis. And it, it is the freeing, it's the freeing of the soul when you start to realize, wait a minute, whoa, whoa, whoa. If I'm creating this, why can't I really create? Why can't I create my partner? Why can't I create my health? Why can't I create abundance? but I'm stuck in this stuff. I'm stuck in this, you know, being unwell. I'm stuck in lack. I'm, I'm, I'm married to this man. I don't even know who the hell he is because I don't even know who the hell I am. And we live these lives. And it's, it, it, today, it really is the awakening of it because Scott's waking up. Vic's waking up. We're seeing a world that lives inside us. And you said it so perfectly. It's a frequency, it's an energy. And it is in the, the movement to get into that energy. We don't need to have to be stuck in a room that is on fire. You know, we some people have a little fire. It's just over in the corner and then it's in a trash can. No threat. No threat. Good enough. Yeah, it might be a little smoky, but it's okay. But then there's other people that the the flames are literally across the room and they got them so pressed up against the wall, they're burning their face. Eventually you at that point have to run through that fire or else you're gonna be obliterated. But what are you running through that fire to? That's where I was. I was in a room on fire, not once, but twice, probably several times. And I had a run for a door that I didn't know was there. I didn't know. But if I didn't run, I was going to be obliterated anyway. So I might as well gave it a shot. I found that door. And going through that door, well, it's just a chain of events, right? Another door shows up, more stuff you have to go through, more stuff you have to uncover, more frequency you have to attain. And then new things can show up for you. Suddenly, somebody walks into your life that you have wanted your whole life. And it really is uncovering these unconscious beliefs these un- that, that we, of who we think we are that is the catalyst for it. But everybody is so afraid of it. Everybody is so afraid. So what if we start thinking of cancer isn't the one that's trying to kill you. It's the one that's trying to save you because it's saying, hey, come and try to fix me. I'm not the problem, though. It's over here. You learned it when you were five years old. You heard it from your parents. And it's fear if if we can uncover that and we can look at that and see it with a different perspective, it literally can free us from our mind because the mind can be the greatest giver or it can be the worst prison for all, any of us. We all have the story. We all go through it. It doesn't matter. That's what my story, people see my video of, of me in, um, in the hospital, learning to walk again with the, with the five people, it got me to take two steps, standing in parallel bars, holding me up, holding my ass in, moving, literally pulling my feet. And they say, oh, my God. And I said, isn't that all our stories? That's all of us. I, I, I just get to be the one to sit there and say, it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be our story. We can recreate it. And, and greatness is waiting in all of us. We have it. So why do we be, live these lives that are just buried in, you know, well, if I get the car, I'll be happy. If I get the boat, I'll be happy. If I have this really nice house with a white fence, I'm going to be happy. And None of that. It, it's, it's, it's you. It's the video game. Get in the right vision in the video game and that's when it can show up. And you, just like you said, we, maybe that's what we are. We're just really good players in a video game. And we just forgot that we're in this video game. Next level. Player one up again. It's, and, and it's just such a fascinating watching people go through that. It, it's just fascinating to see somebody literally become somebody else in front of you. You know, we have, for my course, we have a, we call it the light bulb up the ass club. Because it literally is like, like turning a light on in somebody. And, and they shine from the inside out because they feel it. They feel that God within them. They feel it. And it's, it's just energy, frequency takes them to a higher level and they start to feel who they have been their whole life. And it's just, it's magic to watch it really is magic to watch.
0: So the question I have for you then is this, if we are made from a soul perspective in the like image of God, mm-hmm. are we God in that essence?
1: Yeah, I bl- we are. And I think that's the thing, you know, especially with religion, we've worked with a lot of people that were brought up in, in, I mean, crazy brought up in, into such a religious background, but were molested by their father who was, you know, the religious man who, you know, followed the word of God, but. Molested them their whole childhood. And it's like what is this thing that we think is outside of us? Maybe it's not outside of us. Maybe we are that thing because if you watch that experiment, that double slit experiment, and you put that, you know, practice together, well, maybe it's you that is showing yourself this experiment called the double slit experiment to get you to understand who you are. You are the person, you are the the energy that is showing and came up with this experiment. You're the creator of all of it. So if you are the creator of all of it, wouldn't that be God? Maybe not in the God that we, we look at or pray to or think that is up there somewhere. But if you are the creator of all of it, and you know, Vic, I mean, knowing what you know and I know, the science that has been shown to us, where we are in 2021, we create our reality. So, if you're a creator of realities, wouldn't you call yourself a god? Wouldn't you call yourself the universe? Maybe we just create this observer, as you know, Vic or Scott, to just kind of be the player one, and and to experience it, to experience what it feels to be, you know hugged by someone who loves you to, you know, sit in your living room on Christmas morning and watch your children open up Christmas presents. But maybe also it's to experience pain because it's just experience. And maybe where we come from, who we really are, doesn't necessarily get to feel that contrast, right? The magical word. So I believe we are. I believe we are the God. And it doesn't just mean that, you know, Scott Sunderland is the only one who lives, not at all. I think we are all that. We just don't know we are. But man, if we could just get 5% of that, just understand a little bit, then suddenly this change of this person that we think we are isn't so difficult. You know, suddenly this woman who's, you know, 50 years old in a marriage that isn't isn't giving to her, watching her kids leave the house and wondering who the hell am I? And seeing herself in the mirror as overweight and all these things. To suddenly start to understand why the weight comes, you know, why she feels this disconnection from herself and to watch her connect the dots back to herself, I don't think there's anything more beautiful or more powerful than that. It's just I had a conversation yesterday and I watched a gentleman who I've been working with who has suffered with MS for 20 years. And he said something, Vic, to me that shook me, which I have tried to get myself to understand, let alone others. But he said, you know what, Scott, I realized that What I suffer from is not a physical disease. It's an emotional one. And that emotion has been built by the people around me when I was that little boy. And I watched that man yesterday unravel that. I watched him scream. I watched him pound his fists. I watched him scream all the things that go through his mind on a minute-to-by-minute everyday basis of how he was unworthy of how they did this to him, how he can't do anything right. All the things, all the thoughts that he runs through his mind, he let them come out of his mouth and something magic happens then because you actually get to see the thought of the mind, the voice of the mind and how It has been steering him. Nobody put him in that chair. He put himself in that chair. The mind put himself in that chair. And to watch that call yesterday with, I don't know, 10, 15 people watching, I watched him put something down. And that to me, and and listen, sometimes it is hard for people to watch sometimes. But that to me, man, that's that's courage, that's strength in believing in something that you maybe not, cannot see, but you know, is real, you know, it's there. And I just, in just understanding a little bit more and opening up to a little bit more, maybe we can become that person that we've always dreamt of becoming. And that is just the start of the, race to take us where we can ultimately go
0: so much i can dive into that one that there, there's oh, so I'm much telling, there yeah. um i because I, it, it is true like when i you know one of the things i had was like um like words and things we use like when people say well i have cancer well i'm gonna fight this cancer i'm gonna fight oh, this. yeah and i'm, and I'm always like Worst thing you can ever say, because you're fighting your own body that's giving you an experience called life. And the cancer is not there for a negative reason. Like you said, it's more there because you need that to wake you up. It's a way of shaking you up yeah. and to become more aware of, the, of who you really are and, and fulfill that experience. I mean, life's going to do that one way or another. Yeah. Um, yeah. I love it. Um, Scott, how can people connect with you? find what you're doing, your programs, everything uh, that you have going on right now?
1: Well, they can go to our website. It is www.thefreedomproject222.com. They can email me, Scott, at thefreedomproject222.com. Honestly, one of the best ways is, well, actually two ways. One, my book called Finding Ugly. Uh, You can find that on Amazon. And our Facebook group, which is the freedom project, two, 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 we give so much and do so much free stuff in that Facebook group. And it's a place of stepping in to this, into this conversation of, you know, let's find out who we really are. And there is so much information there. We so much uh, free meditations, free breath work. I mean, that's such a big deal. And, um, that's it. And, it. and it's literally, it's taken a step. As you know, Vic, it, it, it's not an easy road to go sometimes, but um, I believe it's a very necessary one. A very necessary one.
0: Amen to that. And for the listeners, I'll have all that stuff in the show notes. Um, Scott, you're like a brother here, man. I love it. Uh, same wavelengths here. Love when I meet people love that it. have the same wavelengths.
1: Me too. Me too. Yeah, definitely the same language. And we'll have to have this discussion again. I, I, I'd love to go down the rabbit hole.
0: Uh, we'll definitely have to, brother. Appreciate you being on. Thank you for all that you're doing. And uh, keep rocking and rolling with it all. Thanks for, having me. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. If you found this episode to be inspirational, pay it forward by sharing with someone that you know can benefit from this. If this is your first time tuning in, please follow us, connect with us, so you don't miss another amazing episode. And until next time, keep rocking and rolling.
1: Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.
0: Thanks for tuning into the podcast. If you found this episode to be inspirational, pay it forward by sharing with someone that you know can benefit from this. If this is your first time tuning in, please follow us, connect with us so you don't miss another amazing episode. And Until next time... Keep rocking and rolling.